From the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia to the world, this is a Gay Waves podcast, proudly produced on Gadigal West. Ladies and gentlemen of Gay Waves, last week we talked to the wonders of Wollongong and the great Spiegel tent. Well, tonight I have another treat from that magical piece of camp canvas, a show called Caboriginal. I guess you can guess what that's about. And if you can't, you're on the wrong show, my darlings. Now, this show contains all of the greats, some you've heard about, some you haven't heard about, and some you're going to go, what? You should hear about them. There's some many great honourable people, Voodoo Doll, No Vagina, and Scott Hunter. And tonight, we have the most wondrous of all. I believe it's the Reverend Jay Wemara. Did I say that mm, right? Yeah. Jay Waimara, yes. Uh, a thousand blessings be upon you. A thousand and, blessings and curse your enemies. And you too. Up yours too, sweet. sweet. So a wonderful, proud, queer comedian from the Torres Strait Island, and he's going to tell us all about the Spiegel tent himself, what we can expect if we give our dollars to the church, I mean to him. So let's begin. You're from Queensland. We're about in Queensland, are you? The Torres Strait Island. Tell me about your babyhood, your childhood. Who are you? Well, it started when I was a little girl, and I told myself that I would love to very much be, uh, if not the funniest, at least the dirtiest presence on any stage, show, or bedroom table. And it was incredibly important for me that uh, in order to entertain, uh, in order to entertain the masses, I had to have a, a decent uh, gift of the gab I suppose and uh, I suppose I can confirm to all of your beautiful viewers and listeners here that I do indeed have a very talented mouth. So you so, are a cunning uh, linguist <laughs> Well occasionally occasionally I go for a very good pianist but the uh, the important thing to know is that uh, humour is how I found my uh, form of chosen expression was the thing that expressed most to me. Uh, and uh, I intend to express it all over you from both nipples. So the it starts in my boyhood when uh, I was just a wee lad in the Torres Strait Islands. I was mm -hmm. doing impressions quite a great deal for those who would listen and those who didn't feel polite enough to tell me to go away after it tagged on for too long. Uh, <laughs> And I think that, uh, you know, through that, I, I discovered that, uh, you know, the small town that I come from, a little place called Thursday Island, uh, it was a very difficult uh, task to find anyone who was similar to me. Um, and, of course, uh, that is a bit of a coded statement for on two levels. One, no one was as boisterous or as loud as I was, and certainly no one was interested in... Uh, at that time, non-typical forms of uh, performance. The typical forms, of course, were uh, music or uh, gangster rap, as the French would say. So I uh, didn't really have much of an interest in uh, the typical style. I wanted to go into theatre and acting, and I found stand-up comedy, and later on, cabaret. And here we are. The rest is history. About, mm, I would say, 40,000-plus years of it. So you definitely encourage the indigenous comedian within you or just the comedian is there a difference i i think that uh, you know when you spend a lot of time uh i don't know if i can curse on this uh, station oh go I? for it sweetie go okay. anything you know. okay look when you talk shit when you talk shit long enough eventually someone's either going to pay for it you know it's, uh, it's just <laughs> how it's uh someone is someone's either going to pay for it or they're going to tell you to just you know fuck off so it's uh, 
And uh, and that's really all, all I could say. There was no, that's the only part of my life that I would consider binary. That was just a decision I had to make. So I nurture the comedian in me. I nurture the performer in me. Uh, and performance is challenging by its very nature, which is why, at least on the stage, I am an ordained reverend. <laughs> and, uh, and I have to say that, uh, you know, what I do, I consider a blessing to myself, which is what informs uh, the Reverend Jay Waimara when he's uh, performing cabaret, uh, Cabariginal. Cabariginal, of course, as you know, is the oldest and continuing cabaret show ever in the world. <laughs> and many, many, many years to come. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're yes, bring... with an O and a U. <laughs> Are you bringing it to Sydney, perhaps? Or is it just a local thing for now? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to call some of my exes and see if we can get a congregation going. But I uh, suppose I... Th- I suppose Sydney's on the cards if you play each one of those right. Uh, and But uh, we figure Wollongong first because the Spiegel tent uh, in Wollongong is, uh, was and was indeed one of our first choices when we put the show together. <laughs> this is very good to hear. So, in what ways... I'm, I had some really, really cool questions and you've thrown me because you're just too good. You're too funny. <laughs> I was going to do all of these amazingly straight journo things for you, but no, you're just throwing me a loop, sweetie. Well, so, one of us has one of us has to be straight here, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not the medium, is it? <laughs> no, there's no binary in this planet, sweetie. Now, are there <laughs> any particular challenges as a comedian that you have found? What particular challenges as a comedian have I found? Um, well, I suppose the first thing I was struggling with the most, just with me personally, was trying to find my voice. Uh, I, I take the systems of oppression to task a little bit, but I also have to, uh, within my medium, make it entertaining and palatable to as many people as possible. It's perfectly fine performing to a room of 10 people, but if it's the same 10 people over and over again, then sweetie you might want to consider changing tactics but um i guess the important thing that i uh really tried to overcome and i think i have overcome in the years is learning to be uh comfortable on stage and knowing that what i'm doing being secure in what i'm doing is ultimately while talking about the rough stuff occasionally uh freeing the audience you the audience member from concern that's really it all i want to do is free people from concern and as soon as i did that Oh my gosh, uh, it, just rapturous waves of relief and all of a sudden like my purpose revealed itself as God would part through the clouds. <laughs> you know? Nothing like self-relief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that uh, just on that very quickly, um, that um, uh, establishing my queerness was definitely one of the biggest challenges because as far as I was aware, there were no um, middle sexuality comedians on. Oh, look out. <laughs> oh, God got you. <laughs> Mm, I know. He's in there talking that darky madness. <laughs> Get you, boy. I know. I thought we both just experienced a bit of gay panic just then. Good heavens. What, the bar's closed? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only 3 a.m. Anywho. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I found my queerness um, was actually one of the biggest challenges. Uh, um, incorporating that into my stand-up effectively, that was actually quite the challenge indeed um, because there were no pansexuals or bisexuals or, you know, it was either gay or straight, that was it. Uh, and hmm. there had certainly been like a, emerging gay comedians. Uh, there have been gay comedians forever. There's been a handful of queer comedians, but none that you would immediately pick. So to get on stage and out very proudly say that I'm a pansexual and make jokes about that 
was so empowering. It was a challenge at first because I wasn't quite sure what I could say if, in fact, I was allowed to say anything. Um, <laughs> but of course, you know, yeah. But like all stagecraft, eventually you realize that this is, uh, you know, this is say what you want, say what you want, because, you know, chances are you may not get a chance to say it again. Yeah, and so many people, well, pansexuality is just still not as understood as, okay, gay, straight, bi. Mm. Uh, there's more. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Congrats on that. Absolutely. As as many as many as many different uh, pronouns or designations as there are stripes on the rainbow. So. And there is many gradients in that as well. Indeed. So what can people expect from this Cabariginal show at the Spiegel Tents? What's happening? Oh, Cabariginal. Well, the Spiegel Tent uh, is a, a beautiful and uh, historic and classical venue for all things queer, darling, as I'm sure you know. What I have found is that, uh, especially in my uh, religious in my religious upbringing, is that you know, uh, as the scriptures say, when uh, when two or more ga- gather in my presence, I um, I gather in my name, I am present, as God would say. Um, you know, it it was in his it was in his best selling book, the only one he wrote. And so that's an automatic was, um... threesome right there. <laughs> exactly. So if God if God's down with it, then so should you be. <laughs> but you must yes, be as, a, as an old. <laughs> oh, indeed, indeed. Well, uh, you know, a clitoris is uh, has about nine thousand uh, different nerve endings, and is nowhere near as sensitive as a Christian. So it was. It, it's kind of one of those things where uh, you can expect a lot of salacious humour from Caboriginal. You're going to expect uh, the best of um, the best of uh, what Indigenous cabaret has to offer, because cabaret in itself is this beautiful, amorphous, experimental medium, and you can find so much in so you can find so much in so little i think um it is you know it's beautiful and uh and different and and just multifaceted again as gradients of the rainbow um you're going to find myself the reverend joe waimara uh commit condemning everyone in the front row for the various sins that they have committed no matter how innocuous especially if you're in leopard print because you should be back on the corner earning your living uh the uh, and what I find mo- most, and what I find you, you're probably going to come away from, is that you're going to find uh, probably the single most hearty and genuine set of belly laughs and thoroughly entertaining. You're going to find some beautiful, uh, highly talented performance uh, performers. I just get on stage in my tunic and my heels and just keep you satisfied between each course. That's really all I do. Uh, but you're going to expect uh, like some of the best in drag, in song, in in uh well in cab original <laughs> which is what i'm hoping for and i'm glad i didn't wear the leopard print today because i said it to the shop <laughs> that's all right darling i'll uh that's all right darling i'll go and hunt one really quickly for you and bring one down shall i <laughs> i've got them in the next room i'm old i have cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely well come on you're going to be you're going to work with mum today <laughs> auntie lush is coming so In what way do you think your show can be a powerful tool for promoting, understanding and bridging queer and cultural gaps? What message are you bringing to the people? How are you making a difference? And I'll let you know, AI wrote that question. I just thought I'd throw that one in. (laughs) AI wrote that question. Mm. Yes, artificial insemination. Here we are. Um, Let's see. Uh, Well, what can... uh, 
Caboriginal provide for the masses? Um, what oh, does what, what do yeah. we do? What do what, what, what services? Do? What can they do? What can you do? Yeah, service us. Well, look what what can we give you? Well, uh, approximately. Well, look, uh, in calls start at about a hundred dollars an hour, um, but I will say that what we can provide you is not only a rollicking night out. And honestly, uh, like the old drag queens say, uh, the drunker you get, the more pretty and entertaining we become. But what I would like to very much enforce to uh, the audience and prospective ticket holders is that uh, if you wish to come to Cap Original, um, please go ahead and not only buy a ticket, but you'll not you'll learn a great deal about the uh, the intersections of both the medium, the, the, the queer spectrum, and of course about Aboriginality in and of itself, because we are the oldest artists. We are the oldest dancers, singers, writers, and storytellers. We are the oldest and the, uh, I mean, for goodness, I mean, for goodness sake, we, we traveled, our people traveled around the country setting up base wherever we was. So technically we invented camp. The important thing that I would like to, of course, give you is that this black queerness sits in this beautiful untapped space yet, yet to be discovered, not colonized. Uh, the, uh, and this space is purely for us to express the best of ourselves to you in the way that non-queer Indigenous performers and uh, mediums would. So we want to show you the best of ourselves, and that's exactly what you're going to get. And also, um, what's more loving than a rainbow, in my opinion? That's the other thing, I, I think. You'll expect... Uh, what, we, what you're going to get from us is a feeling of relief, a feeling of joy, a feeling of visibility you will be seen here you'll be accepted here that's and that's really what you'll expect that's what we want to hear i want to hear more yes. about you i want to know how you got a gig on rosehaven how do you find stuff like oh that? my god yeah I oh, did some oh, she, she found the receipts <laughs> hire me uh well okay okay well it starts out uh when i was a uh, young comedian some years ago in uh, a little town called melbourne i decided to uh to enter into the competition for the melbourne international comedy festival uh which was offering um what was it offering they were offering uh a major showcase called deadly funny hmm. which is essentially raw comedy but just for black fellows and uh, and that's what i found to be uh, really, just I was attracted to that immediately. I was sort of hanging around here in North Queensland, sort of occasionally doing gigs, and I thought, I'm going to give that a try. Like, why not? And I I got in on my first uh, regional heat, uh, and they said, you're amazing. We're going to shoot you straight ahead to the final. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. I'd love to. Um, love to. Hang out in Melbourne for free? No worries. No worries. Incidentally, it was also the first time I downloaded Grinder, but we won't go into that story. <laughs> That's the next episode on the podcast, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looks like my mouth was talented for a number of reasons. Um, but what I can say is that once Deadly Funny National Grand Finals um, had aired on NITV, unbeknownst to me, a little-known comedian by the name of Celia Procola mm. was in the audience and judging the show so what had happened was uh after deadly funny i just played the forum with a, a bunch of amazing contestants who were with me in my year and i came back to north queensland and i thought all right back to work just gonna hang out and figure out what the next step is and i get asked by mm -hmm. uh, the producers of rosehaven a few weeks later saying hey have you ever heard of rosehaven would you consider auditioning and i just went 
to be perfectly honest, I actually wasn't sure what Rose Haven was. <laughs> I knew of the show. <laughs> but and they and the producer, a lovely gentleman by the name of Andy Walker, um, emailed me and said, um, on I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday, and I said, Hey, cool, I'm just gonna take the weekend and I'll respond to you on Monday. <laughs> left them on left them on red, poor things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sort of went away and quietly wanted to work out what, what on earth Rosehaven was. Again, I was only mildly familiar with it. Um, cause I hadn't really watched the show, but I knew the name because it was quite ubiquitous at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, why not? Why not check it out? So I emailed them back and said, yes, I would love to, uh, and I'd love to give it an audition. And so the, a date was set and much similar to this conversation, uh, Celia Pequella and Luke McGregor were on the zoom. Cause I thought it was going to be the, uh, the producer <laughs> and Celia is just like, Jay. And I'm like, Oh my God, Celia and Luke McGregor. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And yeah, but you know, sort of greeting me like they'd known me for years. And I'm just like, how? Did, what? Why me? I'm just curious. Why did you pick me? Uh, and I think, and she goes, well, I was judging Deadly Funny. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. So immediately the lesson is rendered. You don't know who's going to be watching, especially the man upstairs. So. <laughs> Look, I like to yeah, I, I like to think that uh, that uh, you know your version of God deals out the thing you deserve the most at the time, you know, uh, in one way or another. In which case, it, he's testing me with how long I've been single. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's uh, uh, what I will say is <laughs> what I will say is that uh, after the audition, it went incredibly well. They flew me down to Tasmania at a moment's notice and said they got me to read for the part, and uh, then. They pretty much hired me on the spot, and uh, and look, it was probably the best week of my life uh, up to this point, well, among other wonderful adventures that I've had. But I had a genuinely fun time, just, uh, <laughs> just enjoying uh, filming, learning about. It was my first major TV role as well, so I, I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really quantify it at the time. But what I can say now is that I had I had an amazing time, having seen Hobart for the first time, having been on television for the first time. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, well, in the week I was there, Grinder was very helpful. I'll be honest. <laughs> this because, is not a well, commercial, you know, you, people. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a commercial. It's more an announcement that someone has to go down occasionally to help break up the gene pool in Hobart. But I, uh, yeah, and you know, so I, <laughs> they needed they they needed uh, me immediately. So I had uh, probably about seven days of filming, and it was actually a lot of fun and uh, i got to have got my first taste of television so again the fact that you bring that up is, is such a i forget you know because stand-up is sort of like my main focus um i forget that i do television from time to time i genuinely do <laughs> oh, I, I was watching your deadly videos that's how i picked this up and thought, oh that might be an interesting question yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, well, and if uh, if either Celia or Luke or any of the Rosehaven crew, uh, of which there are a lot of lovely queer people, um, by all, by all means, please, uh, if you're in the New South Wales area, come to Cap Original. Um, just hit me up. You all have me on social. <laughs> and if any of the Rosehaven people are listening to this show, I'm an actress. Um, I've yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yes. work with me here. <clears throat> we need we need we need a Rosehaven the movie. It needs to be at least. At least 95 minutes long, uh, Lisa Lush has to be on as, uh, I think, you know, one of the, uh, the, the competing real estate agents from Sydney. Uh, it, ha- it has to, you know, it has to work. Has to. 
I said, yes, I said, no, Pat, I said, Pat, this is the house for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes, yes. God wills it, I said. God wills it. Now, this is one from Lesko. Are you very religious? Do you believe in God? In in the Christian sense? In any sense. (laughs) Uh, I suppose uh, I'm a little closer to a Buddhist these days, uh, interestingly enough. But I uh, I was raised uh, an Anglican. In fact, I was an altar boy at my local church on uh, on Thursday Island for quite quite a number of years. So I I know some of the uh, some of the rituals still. I do occasionally uh, read the Bible, but the Holy Bible, um, and uh, mostly out of mostly out of interest and reminding because I'm I would consider myself religiously open. I think I would say. So you um, you are a spiritual I, person. I suppose so. I was avoiding saying that because I I am out, I wonder how many uh, how many of the uh, the Christians who are listening to this secretly under their pillows uh, are you know or in the rectory just thinking well I hope I hope Father Flanagan doesn't hope catch me listening to this the guy waves <laughs> but um, what I yeah but I, I suppose what I would say to the to the more to the more Christian inclined of your audience if there are any. Uh, that uh, yeah, I consider myself spiritual, but uh, I also was very much raised in Christianity. But uh, I'm currently in transition, I suppose is the better word. So I, I'm trying to work out if there is currently a faith that best suits me. Very good answer, nice and grey, mm-hmm. grey in the grey in the rainbow. See, there is even grey in a <laughs> rainbow. So are exactly. There any- are there any specific themes or topics that as a comedian or as a cab original performer or an actor that you will not touch? That I will not touch. Um, honestly, no, but I would, I would just massage that, that answer a little bit and say that there's a lot of topics that I haven't gotten to yet. Because I believe as a performer, as a comedian more broadly, you have something of a sense of duty to uh, talk about anything and everything, even the uh, the taboo stuff, you know, and uh, and it's only and it's only really a taboo because it's distinct because it's stigmatized. And that's very much your job as a performer. You know, there was once a time there was once a time where there were no gay uh, performers in stand up clubs. There was once a time, or if they were, the early ones, of course, existed in stereotype, but that's what you have to work with first in order to shape public consciousness, and that's really important to me. Have the stereotypes um, the been is, an issue? Yeah, I, I tackle uh, Indigenous issues uh, quite thoroughly because I don't know if you've noticed, but I am Indigenous. Uh, I thought it was the... my screen. Sorry. <laughs> Turn the brightness up. <laughs> Let the light of God beseech you, sister. And the, <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, I, I suppose, yeah, it, my race is always, um, my ethnicity has always been a little bit of an issue because, um, and, and, this is, and this is probably the most innocuous thing that's come up for me. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that my, my, the, my, the way I communicate to people, the vernacular I, I've been conditioned with, the, the word choice I have, uh, that's always been a little bit of an obstacle, I think, to some of my some of my indigenous audience. Um, not because they don't know that people talk like this. I just don't think they've ever seen a, you know, one of them in comedy talk like this. Uh, you know, is it? Yeah. But uh, it's also I would also go as far as to say that it's a bit of a perceived barrier on my end. So, you know, the level of English I use is uh, 
you know, I, I don't try to go too far into the stereotypes. I talk more about the societal issues that, uh, and, you know, do mm -hmm. uh, a lot of um, fun poking at those <laughs> as far as um, black ballers are concerned. Um, I, I think I also, I think the most, the more stereotypical stuff I lean on tends to be the queer, the queer element of things. Mm -hmm. um, because again, I'm working with, uh, I'm working with an audience and, uh, and a period in time where, where you know the, the bisexuals and the pansexuals, the aces and the middle sexualities don't really have a loud enough voice in the space yet. Yet. Uh, yet is the operative word. Um, but that's the thing. It only takes one idiot to say it loud enough until, and then everyone notices. And I'm happy to be that idiot. Well, I'll join you on the idiot side of the brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I, I also love. I also love that we have the Gateways logo in the background, darling. I'm so very much loving this this image. It's giving me. It's giving me inspiration while I talk as well. As opposed to the dark and gothic behind me. Oh, see, normally I'm the very dark gothic person because yeah. That, that's just me. But the Gay Waves logo, so this is on our T-shirts. Plug, plug the merchandise. This is on the T-shirt so at <laughs> some point. And I may put it on YouTube if that's okay with you. This oh, please. YouTube. Yes. Because yes, we go on iHeartRadio and Spotify and iTunes, not just radio. Mm -hmm. This is going to go worldwide. I'm going to make oh, you a beautiful. star. Or, or you'll make oh, she's international. <laughs> you go person of non-district ginger. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I saw the photo yes. in the Mandra Times. Those shoes are lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, darling. I um, <laughs> I will say, I will say, uh, I think it's one of my favorite quotes from Shit's Creek. Uh, how does it go? It's like, I don't skate through life. I walk through life in really good shoes. <laughs> As one should. You can't be too rich, yeah. too thin, or have too many nice shoes. <laughs> I will say though that uh, when it comes to the, the curly stuff, I do say on stage, if you yeah. think you, if you feel a bit threatened when you see me, or a little bit uncomfortable, and you feel like clutching your purse, understand that my purse looks better than yours. I respect that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, look, one thing that I think is is really important in what we do is we have to approach with uh, with love and with love and you know just the very barest amount of respect. Uh, so uh, one thing that has to be clear is that no matter how hairy it gets, I promise you, I do respect the audience. I so very much love that uh, if you're here at this show you've um some of you might have taken a risk this is something that you've probably never really seen before indigenous cabaret performers uh have existed in the mainstream for quite some time now but uh, to have an entirely indigenous cabaret uh setup is we're kind of the first of our kind and some very talented people in there as well not just yourself oh absolutely you're obviously the star <laughs> a... but yeah oh i'm i'm just the vessel and as a pansexual, I'm an open vessel. Fill me with whatever fluid you wish. From any end. <laughs> <laughs> Bursting from both ends like a busted fire hydrant. <laughs> Just grab in the middle and shake. You'll be fine. Nah. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to change my name to Ruben J, but I thought that might be a little on the nose. <laughs> Could be Ruben Sandwich. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Ruben Toast. That's when I lay on top of him. <laughs> I can respect that. So... Now, yeah, so the, uh, it would be Nutella toast, but I identify as Vegemite. I'm a little bitter now. <laughs> Vegemite and Nutella. You may have to be stoned, <laughs> but it's worth it. 
sweet and salty. <laughs> that could go too far. So I'm going to say the cabaret, the uh, cabariginal is on the Spiegel tent. Uh, the tent is running from the 7th to the 25th of June this year. So it's starting tomorrow, people. Well, actually, mm. it'll be, this goes to air on Friday. So you've missed the first two days, but you can still catch this one. Sunday, the 18th of June, 3 p.m. for an hour. No intervals. Pee first. Pee frequently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take a bucket if you yes. can't hold it. Tenor lady. Mm -hmm. I recommend those. Uh, $35. And, 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 from time, and from time to time, if you need to pee, I'll let you know if I'm thirsty. Just take, <laughs> raise your hand. Just raise your hand. <laughs> Absolutely, so, yes. And I will pray and I will lay mine upon thee. <laughs> the holy water does come forward in a golden shower. <laughs> I think you and I are going to have to sit down after this and write some jokes together. I need to write some material for the delicate skin of Wollongong. <laughs> oh, I'm all yours, babe. I don't think you need any help. I've seen your work. But Oh, <laughs> So be there or be square. Or be really, mm -hmm. really, really, really snowflakey and don't go. Stay home and just drink a nice cup of tea and watch some reality TV show. Be boring. But mm -hmm. Go and see this. And I'm hoping at some point the good reverend is going to have his own TV show coming soon. Well, one hopes so. All things are possible in the name of, uh, in the name of him, in the name of the daddy, the zaddy, and the house of Gucci. Gay men. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to tell our lovely gay AIDS listeners worldwide <laughs> before we depart this immortal coil for you? Track down uh, your tickets, walk, don't run to your keyboards. And uh, look, I don't care if you, I don't care if you have to hop on the corner and, uh, and get a quick, a quick out call before, and, you know, pay, have, yes, get paid for a quickie and buy some tickets. Please do. If you don't, it's technically racist, but that's all right. I also encourage you, my darling listeners and viewers to uh, please, please, please go and follow all of the performers that are going to be available on uh, the bill. Look for the cabaret social, uh, Cabaret socials, follow myself, uh, the Reverend J.Y. Mara at, uh, on Instagram at tall, dark, funny uh i believe you're going to uh, uh sort of spruik us all at the end of this oh well, yeah so. we'll push you yeah we'll, we'll put a few things up <laughs> you <laughs> yes uh and be ready and be ready for uh, a wonderful night where we will indeed colonize your funny bone with your consent so spiegeltentwollongong.com is where you can log on Find all the information. $35 for the ticket. I mean, that's half the price of a hand shandy out the back anyway. So, Oh, well. absolutely. I, I think absolutely. it's going for 100 bucks now. It's been a while. I don't know. So. <laughs> You've been out of the game for a minute, haven't you, Lisa? I have. This is one or two years, decades. <clears throat> so go see the show. And like you said, if you don't, you're mean, you're horrible, you're racist. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can. I'm allowed yes. to say that, to be honest. But oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'll forgive you later with my hands. <laughs> Bless me, Father. I'd like to sin. <laughs> <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, from my that's lips right. to I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they're very sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are so sweet, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Do the best I can with this. This goes to air hopefully on Friday because we want to get you out there as much as possible and spread your word and your seed and mm. your love. 
Mm, absolutely. I will spread my cheeks in anticipation. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be uh, spoken to by one of the reigning queens of Gay Waves. So, uh, Madame Lush, uh, please, and thank you so very, very much for having me. And no doubt you'll have me again if you're available. Merci beaucoup. I shall greet the French letter. I will have mm. you later. Get this up, yeah. Okay. <laughs> get, yeah, get a get a thingy up, you mate. <clears throat> yeah, I come from Bush. <laughs> I'm Bush too, I know. <laughs> I come from Kalgoorlie, just for the record. So there you go, people. Oh wow. Look at look at you. Yeah, the I Queen of the Bush does good. Started up night nicely down Hay Street Way. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact it's that you're laughing, you know. <laughs> It's been ages since I've uh, since I've um, heard of Hay Street. My gosh, and and also tarting up on Hay Street. Now, if that is not the title of your of your biography, I will ghostwrite that whether you pay me to or not. <laughs> uh, my biography is called my ba my life is based on a true story. It'll happen. <laughs> oh, I love this. So meta. Look at you, darling. Um, uh, just out of curiosity, will you be able to make it to Wollongong to see the show? I am going to try because it is on a Sunday. So I'm not working. Mm -hmm. I live, mm -hmm. I'm in Parramatta right now. Where this is my kitchen behind me. Ah, lovely. So lovely. I am going to actually try. And I am going to wear ah. leopard print, so screw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only if you pay the admission. The, uh, of course I will. <laughs> no free biscuit. But of, of course. Oh, my darling, this this has been such a joy. I uh I, I was I was actually in the middle of cooking dinner while uh, oh. until I got the reminder on my phone. This is why, because I've moved back home, I um mm. I, I have to constantly set myself reminders for things. So uh, so cooking dinner for um uh, my mother and my brother and, and then my phone was buzzing in the middle of me frying and I thought, Oh, damn it, I've got to Go feed your mother, she's starving to death, the poor thing. <laughs> that's okay she's probably heard me do this interview and go oh it's my son it's a, she loves she loves me to death but uh, it's also the it's also the like oh he's saying so many salacious things it's like i know mum but it pays the bills so <laughs> as long as it pays the bills who cares so you have been a delight i'm glad i got to talk to you i'm going to join you on facebook later so please do up. please do Did you, oh I, i'll i'll I, look i'll stand gay or stand straight i can't do both i'm sorry <laughs> Just bend in the breeze. We'll make up somewhere. <laughs> okay, we need to leave because this is yeah, going to go. It's going to be us table tennising this for a while. <laughs> yeah, my house sleeve in the next room is going, what? So, yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably, if you said house slave, so he's probably in the corner going. <laughs> uh, touching my darling, heart. my my yeah. darling Lush, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure indeed. Thank you, Jay. I will mm -hmm. talk to you another time, and I look forward to that. Mm -hmm. In pleasure. In Until person. then, yes. In so. Until then, I'll see you yeah. soon. Ta-ta. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel. You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com Find us on all social media channels. Just search Gay Waves. Thanks for listening.